Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to The Sewer Show. And we just want to say thanks so much to Trevor Grant for What's Up This Sport. Actually, he's still playing. We'll just try and... Oh, What's the Score what's Sport? What's the Score Sport? He's, he's starting over again. Sorry, Liz. Hi, this is Sheridan and Liz from The um, the Sewer Show. It's uh, coming to you live. It's the first Friday of the month. And we apologise because last month we weren't here because we were all sick. Very sick. Very sick. And we, you wouldn't have liked to hear us on air even if we were here. We shouldn't have been. I did have a pretty sexy voice on, but, you know, I can well, pull that one out any time. It's true. And maybe not everyone on the station wants to share it. Yeah, germs, yeah. microphones. So, so we, we were doing we're a community service by not coming into the station. Yeah. And instead you would have heard some lovely programming from the States, I think, I from th- one of their community I radio so. stations. And, I, and G20 as well. There was a playback of that, which was an amazing show. Well. Yeah, so got got a fair bit coming up today, Liz, and uh, going to be talking a little bit about the Anarchist Book Fair. Of course, it's that time of the year. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, all day, and apparently there's an amazing after party. As amazing. Well mm. um, I'm also going to play an interview that I did yesterday with Helena May, who's the the creator of the Discovery Play Workshops. So, for people interested in discovering more about their diversity in you know of their sexuality and how to bring consent into the common language this is um this is something for you so stay tuned and and have a listen to that excellent and it's it's 33 minutes past five on this first friday of the month the is it the seventh it is the seventh excellent the seventh of august and we're playing a track now, Sheridan, from one of your CDs from your new favourite band. I love them. I actually, I actually have a friend who's in this band. It's the Reprobettes. Um, this is the 2014 CD, and it's um, it's self-titled, the Reprobettes. And I'll play the first song, which is called the Reprobettes theme. It's uh, the style is sort of go go surf. It's an all all women's band, all based in Melbourne, so they're pretty cool.
Okay, that was the reprobates, and uh, it's the reprobates theme is what was playing. And you heard this on 3CR, 855 AM, on your digital radio or streaming live from the web. Yes. Um, so we want to have a little bit of a chat about what we've been up to. What have you been up to, Liz? Oh, we did. Yes, we did. I, I've been doing things. Things. I have. Um, besides parenting a toddler, mm-hmm. I, I did manage to get out of the house and get myself to the Wheeler Centre to be part of their panel for um, the F Word series that they're doing, um, a series of panel discussions facilitated by the incomparable Maxine Beneba clark um, Melbourne's writer and slam poet of Afro-Caribbean heritage and author of the very acclaimed Foreign Soil. So you're in good company then. Yes, I'm in no way affiliated with her, by the way. That was just uh, from her bio on the website. Anyway, so she was facilitating these panels throughout the year on feminism and a bunch of other issues. This one was about parenting. So it was Mm -hmm. about feminism and parenting. And it was myself, Rachel Power, who's an author, freelance writer, um, editor and artist. And her recent book was Motherhood and Creativity, Mm -hmm. talking about the tension between women's passion for their art and their creativity but also their passion for their children Mm -hmm. and the fact that both those things take up a lot of time and how you divide yourself between those things also because they're both tiring pursuing your creativity and being a parent makes Uh, you very tired and very very important and very important yes and the other woman with whom I was sharing the stage was Zakia Baig and I apologize if that's not completely correct pronunciation she's a human rights activist and the executive director of the Australian Women's Friendship Australian Hazara Women's uh, yes. Friendship mm-hmm. Network and she was very warm and had a lot of really good things to say about her husband who also identifies as a feminist and her experiences parenting a son and a daughter mm-hmm. in Australia with her um, traditional culture and her her being a feminist and her husband also being quite um, quite different to their traditional culture at home and and just how that played out with the community. That's great. Did she talk about some of the ways that they actually bring you know, the, you know bring the feminism into their parenting as well? Oh, they did. I suppose it's by him being an example mm-hmm. as well and helping around the house and helping with the parenting and mm-hmm. saying to her when there's other people around, you know, don't worry, I'll help you later. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was very... Yeah, it was cool. really great. And so, yeah, that, that's what I've done. And that was your speaking gig as well for the for the month. Well, it was. Yes. Yes, it really was. So great. Um, I also went to I went to a Shea Shea La Femme uh, panel and that was Feminism and Birth. So um, lots of really interesting conversation. Just really grateful that that's being, you know, put on the same agenda and that, that the links are being made. For, um, with feminism and birth um, and talking about choices and women's rights and what is a, you know, medicalised birth and how do women have choice within the medical model, you know. So that was a really good conversation to have. And I have also been participating in something called the Feminista Vocal Club, which oh. is it's actually something that's going to be held at Wollamy Common um, in New South Wales next month. And it's going to be um, so... Feminist Vocal Club is um, a group of women coming together to sing. Um, I could have guessed that, you know, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No prizes for that one. <laughs> but it's still a great name. It's a great name. Absolutely. And we are um, trying to – well, we're going to a reunion with a lot of women who 
um, played a big part in the women's liberation movement in the 70s. Oh, great. From different states. So all over Australia, they're coming together in Wollomie Common and we're actually going to be singing a lot of the songs that, that they used to sing at the rallies. And Wow, protest songs. Beautiful. So I did want to do a bit of a call out. If anyone's really passionate about, you know, the women's liberation protest songs, we really just want to um, document them. There will be a documentary made. I will be doing some recording and I'll bring them back to the show next month as well. But if there's anyone out there who has, you know, print music um, and would like to offer them up, you know, uh, make sure you get in, get in contact and um, you can find Feminist Vocal Club on Facebook. Send us a message and if you'd like to make a contribution, we would very much appreciate that as well. That sounds amazing. All right, so we've got the Anarchist Book Fair tomorrow. We do. Should we launch into telling everybody a little bit about that? We shall. Yeah, let's do it. For anyone who doesn't know, it's tomorrow from 10 till 6 p.m. on Wurundjeri land at the Abbotsford Convent, which is one number one St. Helier's Street in Abbotsford. Mm, beautiful. And you've got your lentils there. Lentils is anything if you want to go get some really amazing food prepared by volunteers as well. So the workshop program might have a little bit of an overview of that. Um, so everyone knows what, what they can expect. As, as always, there's like a jam-packed um, program and, you know, people bring amazing, um, amazing, amazing work and, um, you know, really great sort of views. And if you want to come along and, um, you know, have your boundaries pushed a little bit and expanded. Um, so the day kicks off for uh, workshop programs at 10. Um, and we've got the solidarity with refugees in detention and the community happening at that time. Um, and at the same time, there'll be a poetry circle in another space and also a workshop entitled Anarchist Federation. So there's lots of ones, uh, workshops on that are, you know, there's Anarchism 101. So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a basic introduction to anarchism. If people think, oh, you know, I'm not an anarchist, what's all that about? I don't know if I can go along to this. It's very much catered for people at different levels of their mm-hmm, political great. education and um, knowledge. So... Yes, if you felt that would be best for you, that one's on at 11.30. So it's not first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a leisurely breakfast and still make it to that. And one's on anarchist education, so how education is provided in a radical way. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. Um, and then at the same time at 11.30, there's the social experiments in Greece. Um, I'm assuming that might be, is that Dimitri maybe running that? I'm not sure. No, we're not sure. I haven't got the names printed out, but um, that that should be good. There's a lot of discussion going on right now. That's an ever-changing conversation. Um, also, in another space, they'll be moving beyond borders, decolonisation and the free movement of people. Oh, it is. It is, Dimitri. I just checked. There's actually oh, information um, on the website amelbournebookfair.org is the website which will have all this information on it and they list the workshop program Fantastic. as well as all the presenters who who will be doing these and there's a short description of each workshop as well yeah, because we won't good. we can't read out everything, everything. obviously no exactly um, doll bludgers unite mm-hmm. i think i think i'm going to go to that one mm-hmm. and myths on gendered violence and their impact on community accountability Okay. That sounds sounds good. controversial, yes. Very much so. Okay, that sounds great. The hardest thing is always choosing which one to go to. I know. Out of, there's always three on at the same time, and so you just have to choose one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, choices must be made, hard okay. choices. Exactly. So we might uh, go to 
another song now um, after just this community announcement. And do stay tuned um, to listen to my interview with Helena May as well. You're listening to 3CR. And that was the Reprobets, and I hope you're all dancing out there because we certainly are here. So the Reprobets, uh, self-titled CD called The Reprobets, and that song was number four on the CD. It's called Bunny. And it's great. It's so go, go great. It really is. <laughs> okay, so during the week I was um, very, very lucky to get to speak with um, a woman. Her name is Helena May. She is the creator the founder of, uh, or one of the founders um, of the group called Discovery, 
their um, workshops, sexuality workshops, and they also include within the workshops uh, space for play as well. So I got to speak with her and it was so enjoyable that the interview actually went on and on. So we'll go to that now and have a little bit of a listen and then I will actually let you know when the next workshops are coming up because I'm going to have a look up when those next ones are. So get comfortable. Mm -hmm. If you're driving the car, just, you know, wind the window up and turn the volume up so you can listen. If you're at home, stop running the tap because you want to get comfy and listen for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. The time now is 10 minutes to 6 um, we are the Sewer Show, Squatters and Unwaged Workers Airwaves. It's the first Friday of the month, so we are the Anarchist Feminist Show. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio on 8.55am on your digital radio or streaming live from the web. Okay, we're joined today by Helena May, who is the creator of the Discovery Play Parties. Helena, Work, thanks so much. Workshop and play party. Thank you so much. The workshops and play parties. Helena, thanks so much for um, being on the show today. Yeah, hi. Um, so you are the creator along with um, a partner, Roger Barnett, is it? You created yeah. the Discovery Play Parties. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I was having a bit of a read and um, just to let everyone know, it's um, it's a play party and a kink party. Do I have that right? It's a workshop. Yeah, yeah great. So- yeah, so it's a workshop on the Saturday mm-hmm. um, and then there's a play party um, on the um, Saturday night and then there's another sort of workshop element on the Sunday. Okay, great. Thank you for correcting me there too. So it, okay. is, more than, it is more than just a play party it, and it does appear to have a lot of support also built yeah. in and also um, provides a lot of education base as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what's involved in a Discovery Weekend? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So um, Discovery was created back in December by Roger and myself. And it's um, yeah a workshop, a play party, and then a workshop. So you only ever need to do the workshop element of the weekend once. Okay. And then once you've done that, the play parties are available for you um, to come along and, and, and continue your exploration um, after you've done the first full weekend. So the weekend entails of a workshop on the Saturday from like one until about six. Mm-hmm. And we cover things like, because it's sexy, it's a sexy play party. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only for adults. And it covers things like consent, negotiation, uh, what manners are appropriate and needed um, in sexy play spaces so that everybody feels as comfortable as they can, uh, what to do if you're triggered or if you see somebody else being triggered, we also talk about privilege and um, those sorts of things as well, a few of those little political things and, and things like what makes what makes you feel invisible, what why when what what makes you feel unseen or unsafe in these sorts of places and we have a chat about all of that stuff. Mm, we that also really great. talk about a shared language, so consent language, so that everybody has the same language to be able to use at the play party. Can you say a little bit more about that? We, we've had a lot of discussions on air about creating languages of consent Great. within a sex-positive sort of framework. And yeah. you know, we're always looking for new ways to do this and have this conversation. Can you Great. tell us a little bit about how you set up languages of consent and also 
What's the feedback from people? Do they talk about how they bring that back into their day-to-day life as well? <laughs> yeah, they talk yeah. about it all the time. So the finishing part of the workshop is um, is that so then from so, so that that aspect of it finishes at around six, and then there's a two-hour dinner break where people go off and get changed or have dinner or do what they need to do, and then they come back at eight o'clock for the play party itself. So then they're joined by previous workshop people. So we have somewhere between 20 and 30 people at the workshop on the Saturday. And then at the party, um, you know, it, it, it might be double that number or, um, or, or even that again. Mm. Uh, and so, but they've all done the workshop at some point. And then um, we have a, the play party from eight until midnight. Uh, and we start that with a ritual. So this continues with the consent language and how we build that into every single aspect of this weekend. Mm. Uh, so there's a ritual and then we everybody plays and then at the end of the night we have a little closing ritual which is really cute and nice. And then for me, the best bit about the weekend is Sunday. And this is where everybody comes back together on Sunday from 11 until 2 and we talk about um, we talk about the, the evening um, and, and how it went for people, and we have debriefs and questions and, and things like that. And this is where what you just asked about the consent language mm-hmm. and how people are going with it is really, really brought up and discussed. Um, and in my view, Sunday is where the magic happens. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And also the other thing with the Sunday is that you don't have to have come to the Saturday workshop to come to Sunday. So Sunday is like a community building exercise. Like people come every month actually because they see so much value in the Sunday. So the Sunday kind of blossoms out again with the current workshop. You have to come to the Sunday. It's a big important aspect of the weekend. But then people who've done it before choose to, to also participate because of the high value of it. So those conversations can then continue on. So it's that educational element is still present. Exactly. And it's also the aftercare element. So people aren't left high and dry. You know, they can come back and reconnect with community. So, um, or, 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 yeah. Um, But so to talk about consent, so there's lots of things. My history is is BDSM and kink. So Mm -hmm. I've been involved in, in that world for a little over 15 years now. Um, this isn't a kinky or BDSM workshop and it's not a kinky play party, although kink activities do happen. Mm -hmm. That's not the focus of it. But in terms of consent, I guess I have had training in that area. And one of the things that um, BDSM and kink do really, really well is negotiation and consent. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's heaps of language around that. So some of the things that we've pulled from that world are things like the um, traffic light system. Um, and this is something that everybody knows about. And so um, it's green, orange and red. And it's very fast and it's very quick. Um, and people are even and, and, and really easy to use within play scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're even using it in other ways. So saying things like, oh, a bit orange on the on your distance or red on this conversation or, you know, we're hearing ah. it all over the play party. It's really yeah. amazing in all different contexts. So I should probably tell you what the traffic light is. Maybe just for people who are listening who might not have heard this before, yeah. that would be great. Thank you. Yeah, great. So green is everything that's happening right now is great. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. And also you can use green if you just want to give the person that you're playing with 
a little extra boost that they're fine. If you can sense their hesitation, so say you're receiving a spanking, for example, mm -hmm. and if you're receiving the spanking, you can just like um, sense that the person giving the spanking might be hesitating a little bit. So you'd let them know everything's fine by saying green. That's the so go ahead. Beautiful, easy, like say, oh, I'm, this is green, you know, mm -hmm. this is great, yeah. Um, orange is you're approaching my limits. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can withstand this for a little bit longer, but something needs to change soon, mm -hmm. yeah? Just mm -hmm. letting you know, little heads up, we might need to alter what we're doing soon. Red is we need to stop the scene right now and get back into our normal selves, whatever that means, and have a chat. The mm -hmm. scene stops, everything stops. If you're in ropes, the ropes come off, you know, that sort of thing. Um, the thing with red is it's important to negotiate whether red means we stop play altogether and forever or for this evening or whether or not it just means in that moment. Because we could call red and it could just be that some rope is a little bit too tight or the temperature is too much and it needs to stop and needs to be fixed, but we can come back to play. And I think with um, with that too, there's also, you know, red. it means red for now. Exactly. And so that might be because tonight this is how I feel or I have certain yep. needs or sensitivities or soft spots tonight, but, you know, tomorrow or, or night could be in, different. Exactly, or just mm. in this moment. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes we do bite off a little more than we can chew and there's all different reasons for that. So, And it's just a nice, simple thing because you can imagine, in, especially in a, in a public play space, that people might be calling out, Stop, don't, don't mm -hmm. stop. You know, all these other words that don't actually necessarily mean what they normally do. Mm -hmm. um, so we need something that everybody understands. And the thing with red is is that if anybody else overhears red, they'll also check in, mm -hmm. make sure that, they, that, that do, do, can we offer help or, you know, those sorts of things. So having that shared language, mm -hmm. something that everybody uses is really important. That sounds great. If only we had that in our day-to-day um, well, actually, actually, I've been talking to friends of mine about, um, you know, like other other parties about how how to implement this sort of language, and and because the discoverers, the people who come to discovery, are just loving it so much and using it so much, like we really do hear things like oh, orange on this conversation, yeah, or, you know, all sorts of interesting things, so. So that's just one of the shared language consent tools that we use. We also have hand gestures um, because sometimes you can't hear people mm -hmm. or sometimes you just need to indicate that they're standing a little bit too close and we just need to push them back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a hand gesture rather than a full conversation is going to work better in those circumstances. And also if you're receiving that hand gesture, you're less likely to be defensive or deeply apologetic because it's a shared language, everybody has it, everybody understands it. Mm -hmm. And so there's less jumping to conclusions. Um, so we have that. And we also have things like the 0 to 10 scale. And um, another strong in the heart of, of discovery in my learning is um, Betty Martin's work. She's a, a woman in America that's doing some spectacular stuff around consent. And she does the Wheel of Consent. Um, and that's her work, and I teach that as well. So that's another really important aspect. These all sound like really great communication skills that people can take into their day-to-day -day lives. That sounds yeah, really, exactly. really interesting. Do yeah. you, you talked about um, aftercare, and I was wondering yeah. if you could say a little bit about what that means. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. 
So it's my personal philosophy, as well as Roger, who um, I run Discovery with, that um, aftercare is so important that when we are negotiating a play activity with somebody, we need to negotiate in aftercare in the beginning as a part of the negotiation. So not as an afterthought. It's not something that comes at the end. We talk about it first. And, and that doesn't mean we're always going to know exactly what is needed after a play session because people change and things change. But we need to uh, make, make room for some aftercare time. Um, so that's another thing that we teach, which again ties into consent, communication, negotiation and all of that. So mm. we talk about aftercare and how to look after somebody after a scene um, as a really strong element throughout the workshop. In terms of the entire workshop and all of the people are part part of it, I guess we really model aftercare in the sense that at the play party um, we do have emotional support people um, who are employed by Discovery. Mm, That's what I was going to ask, actually. That's interesting because you say it's facilitated, which I find really interesting. Yeah, I'll talk about about that a bit more as well. So. Yeah, so we have emotional support people. Um, so that means that, that there's other people available to help with the aftercare um, all the time, really, all the time. We And also we really model aftercare with the Sunday, encouraging people to come back um, again and again and again to receive the support of the community and each other and people that they've played with. Um, so, yeah, I think we model that really well. Fantastic. And so the people that um, you talked about having um, even, I think you said psychological sort of support as well. Is that right? Did I understand yeah, that Yeah, right? psychological, emotional support people. Um, yeah, we, we tend to call them emotional support people, mm-hmm. but maybe that's um, maybe we could even find a better name for that because I guess it is encompassing of all sorts of different things. Mm. So we're super lucky to have um, Kath Carter, who is a therapist um, and has been working in the world of sex and sexuality education for more than 30 years. Um, she, she, we, she's, she loves us so much and is happy to support Discovery that we get her every week, every time I run this course pretty much. Um, and so she brings, she's a therapist and so she brings all of that experience um, to, the, to the play party and to the weekend workshop. So she's um, an incredible um, asset for us. And then Roger and I, uh, as well as some other support people as well, are available, um, yeah, the whole weekend. Okay, so it's a really set up and, and sort of really designed so that it's a really supportive community with lots of sort of anchors in there as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I really like the fact we had a chat the other day and I, and I was mm. really taken by the fact that you were quite passionate, I would say, you know, you sounded quite yeah. passionate about yeah. really making sure that this was a space that was inclusive of not only different um, sexualities, different genders, um, but yeah. also different bodies. So yeah. can you say a little bit about that? I found that quite moving, actually. Yeah, I I, um, I have to say at the, the beginning um, that one of the things that we're working on is um, finding a venue that will be happy to host us that ha- has wheelchair accessibility. Mm. But currently we don't have um, toilets or wheelchair access at the venue that we're using mm-hmm. and um, we are bothered by that and mm. wanting to improve that as much as we can as soon as we can. Um, so that's 
that kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find that yeah. quite difficult. Um, but that's the honest truth around mm-hmm. that for us. Um, however, yeah, in terms of inclusivity and diversity, we're working on that all the time and as much as we can. It's a pretty incredible place um, and space because we do have such a mix of people. Um, we have cis um, able-bodied people and we have trans people and we have gender non-binary people and, and we're really um, growing that community and that diversity all the time. And next year we're also, we have like kind of added extra bonus workshops that are just for people who've done the discovery weekend and one of them is on diversity and inclusivity training which I'll be presenting um, with um, a trans activist here Um, so we're kind of continuing to work with that as much as we can and getting people as educated as possible um, so that so that yeah we can continue this great vibe that we have going at the moment and ensure that people are you know included and included and cared for yeah yeah exactly it actually is probably my life's work like that's the thing that I'm most passionate about and most interested in is um gender activism Mm. and um you know alternative sexualities and lifestyles and and alternative bodies and all of that stuff it's it's just absolutely my passion it sounds like and did how did you actually sort of come to sort of recognize a need for this of this sort of community yeah good good question so um like i said i've been where i've been a part of the fetish and kink communities for more than 15 years most of that has been in london and europe um and i've done quite a lot of um sex education uh over the years um and i came to australia about three years ago returned to australia i am australian but i returned after 10 years away and felt that there was just not very many queer, inclusive spaces for um, for people um, for sex education, mm-hmm. and I found that really difficult and really problematic. And so I started inviting my friends from around the world to come and tour to Australia. So Dossie Easton is um, I brought her over about two years ago. And she is a queer, kinky, poly. She wrote the book Ethical Slut. Mm-hmm. She's in her 70s and uh, is, is one of the most sexy, sexual, dynamic, vibrant um, women I've ever come across. And uh, she ran Radical Ecstasy, which is a weekend workshop here, uh, which, which has a similar format to Discovery. And that just went down so well with people and... That was bringing in BDSM and kink and queerness all into the room together, uh, which hasn't isn't really pot. done here in Australia, that mix so much. Yeah, I, I actually spoke to people who went to her workshop, well, that workshop, and they said their minds were blown, like blown wide open. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. there was a lot of amazing feedback about that. Yeah, really exactly. freeing. Exactly. And then, you know, my friend Melina Williams, who's um, a, a wonderful kink educator from America, came over for the gathering, which was in Sydney, and... And I'm just very, very lucky that I have people from all around the world um, coming over. And they um, were like, Helena, you need to be doing this yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, sorry, a little, a little child just came into my room. Okay. <laughs> I got kind of a bit distracted for a second. So. That's all right. We're child inclusive as well here. Yeah, great. 
I, I, I see it's um, Madison Young is touring to Australia at the moment and is travelling with her child. And Madison Young is a feminist porn star from artist and, and educator from America, from San Francisco. I'm organising and running her tour at the moment and uh, she's travelling with her child, which is really nice. That's fantastic. So all of these people were just like, Helena, you need to be doing this yourself. And yeah. you can. And so they were just fabulous in kind of giving me the confidence that it was time for me to step up. And then Roger Barnett, he is a fantastic facilitator. And he, he was a facilitator first, and then he found sex. And whereas a lot of us have been working in the sex industry for 10, 15 years, and then we find, then we facilitate... So his skills that he brings to it and his, the passion for the work that he brings to it just made us an incredible team. Yeah, you sound like you've got a lot of energy, you yeah. know, within this whole discovery workshop. Like it's just really, you know, filled with passion and, yeah. good, you know, yeah. really good, clear intention and yeah. a lot of great energy brought into it. And we it. work for hours on our intentions, like just getting the ticketing gender categories because we hate having to have gender categories Mm -hmm. um like that's not at all what we would necessarily want to have but there is important aspects to that especially also too because we want to have as much diversity as possible and we need to know where we're focusing Mm -hmm. and who's who's buying tickets and you know all of that i mean even just getting the ticketing wording right took us hours Mm-hmm. Like just hours of talking and working out who we were excluding or including or, you know, all of that stuff. We really, like, we really, really nutted out to try and make it as inclusive as possible. Mm, it's hard, that stuff, isn't it? I know I've so hard. run um, trainings and, and workshops before and you you don't want to have to categorise, but it's it's how you yeah. measure how well you're doing with, with creating inclusivity. So it's exactly. really difficult. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So it's really good. And like I said, we've been running it since December and every time we change it and tweak it mm-hmm. and the feedback that we've been getting is fantastic, but every time we change it a little bit and, and we get really excited about the next thing that we're doing and I feel like every time we're just making it that little bit more comfortable for somebody or, or, or some group of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we're seeing the results. So it's really exciting. And so the next part you were saying before is about getting a space that's really inclusive for, for um, people with wheelchair and needing wheelchair access. So yeah. that's the next level. Yeah, it, is, it is the next level. And, yeah. and I, find, I find it very awkward that that's not, not the case now. But mm-hmm. um, these types of workshops aren't always welcome in a lot of, a lot of venues. So we're, we're up against quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, but we, that's definitely a focus for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, that's what's coming next. I hope, so. I hope so. I believe you can do it. So <laughs> you'll <laughs> find you. it. There will be a perfect space. I was yeah. kind of wondering as well, like just thinking about, uh, you know, the workshop, what, what kinds of experiences can people sort of bring, like the sorts mm, of uh, experiences they want to sort of play out? What sort of Fantastic. things can people bring? And, and this also ties into the question that you asked before that I didn't really answer yet, which is about the facilitation. Like yes. what does that mean? Yes. So so we, what, like what I find interesting about Discovery is that it's not a kink party. It's not a swingers party. It's it's sort of a hybrid of every sexy thing I've ever done or every sexy party. It's it's as much of a performance art piece 
as it is a swingers party, as it is a kink party, as it, you know, as it is a house party. Like it's, mm. it's, um, it's this really great mix, and the people themselves are shaping it. And um, I didn't actually know when we started, like. What does this mean? Like, it's just going to... And I sort of thought that it might go down one path more than another. So, for example, it might go down the kink path, you know, and start looking more like that. But it's just not. Um, and it's incredibly um, uh, creative and interesting. So um, all sorts of interesting play happens there from things you might expect, like spanking, uh, flogging, rope play, um, some tantra play happens, massages, and um, we have some interesting things like violet wands and, and corporal punishment and spanking bench. You know, some of the, all of those things happen. Mm -hmm. But then other things that happen it's, is that they're really into um, like little wrestling games. So every month there seems to be organised a sock wrestling competition or an underwear wrestling competition. Um, uh, so those sorts of like That's fun, very playful, yeah. And you know what's great about it is one of the, the philosophies of discovery is to encourage people and to support people in playing outside of attraction. Mm, that there's okay. actually some goal, like some incredible um, things that happen when. So on one hand, we can play with people that we find so attractive and we're just so horny for and that's beautiful and wonderful and we want that to happen but but sometimes you can exchange play or interactions with people that don't fit that box and often that's a small box for certain people mm -hmm. and you can have some wonderful intimate moments and play and human interactions outside of that and I think for some people that blows their minds it's not something they've ever considered before so that's happening a lot and sock wrestling is a great space where anybody gets in there and has a go. And has a real play with it. I love that. Oh, it's hilarious. Like That's it is so actually hilarious. And uh, so that happens. And then Roger runs um, another workshop on his own, which is fantastic, called Tantra for the Rest of Us. Or I think it's also called like Fun Little Sex Games. Mm -hmm. and, um, and they're... And some of those are brought in to the discovery play as well. So one of them is called Indulgent Time in the Middle. So they get a group, groups of five or seven, I think it is, and um, and they just wander around with a card and, like, anyone want to play? And people come up and go, yeah, I'll play Indulgent Time in the Middle. And then they form this, um, um, like, this game and then one person is in the middle and then everybody gives to that person. Uh, whatever it is that they've requested. So it could be a massage or it could be some hair pulling or it could be a multiple things. And um, and they have five minutes of indulgent time in the middle and then it goes around the circle and everybody gets it, gets an opportunity. So it's really shared around. I mean, there's a real sense that, you know, people are made visible in this space oh, as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, getting, yeah. and it's a real sort of honouring of that, just that human right to be seen exactly. and to receive pleasure. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, um, and, you know, they are doing other things like swapping skills, so mm -hmm. lessons. So we have a secret Facebook group that, um, that, that everybody who does Discovery becomes a part of if they want to. And people are talking about play weeks before the party. So somebody will be like, I'm, I would really like to experience this. Would anybody like to support me? Does anybody like to do this? And it is phenomenal what is happening and the love and care that, that it's happening with. 
is um, just daily blows my mind what mm. they're getting up to and the creativity and, um, and the support that they're giving each other in creating fantasies. And which is why I sort of mentioned performance art piece because for the first time exhibitionists are getting this really beautiful opportunity to create these performance pieces and inviting people to watch and making the time and creating the space and it, it's just... It's truly magical. That yeah. would be beautiful. And watching, mm. it's like like when you watch children sort of go into that really vulnerable space of creating, um, you know, little theatre vignettes. Yeah. And it, it, there is a part of that, I think, in all of this. It, and, there is. Yeah. And, and I just also think um, that actually sex and sexuality is one of the places that set up right and done right with good negotiation, consent, respect and all of those lovely foundational aspects. It's a place that we as adults can really explore ourselves in a more full way. And and that includes some of the darker aspects of, mm-hmm. you know, being a bully or or being, you know, mean to somebody or, you know, with all of that that aspect we can explore so much of ourselves and also all the fun and light and, and, and gleeful aspects of ourselves and you know that can happen with via role play or it can happen within uh, certain activities that are negotiated out and um, and so it is a really lovely opportunity for people to explore and play not just with sex and sexuality but with aspects of themselves that they don't get to play with in everyday life. Mm. Yeah identity and just really seeing how to evolve you know your identity I think can be really um, a real benefit of, yeah. of role playing and playing into those different sort of spaces, yeah. especially and when we, it's supported in the way that that you're doing. Exactly, and we have all these dress ups, like quite like like tubs and tubs of dress ups and wigs and and um, and some months they they get really stuck into the dress ups and everybody gets dressed up and and other months it's sort of not so much and and um, and that's a, that's the identity thing. It's really really interesting to watch what people do with those dress-ups and, uh, and and how they transform themselves. Beautiful. Yeah. Look, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and, and sharing a little bit about, about what you're doing um, with Discovery yeah. Workshops. Thank um, you for having me. I obviously really like talking about <laughs> Discovery. <laughs> it's been such a joy. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. How can people find out more information if they've heard this this tonight and they really just want to learn a little bit more? Where can Great. they go to find out more? Yeah, thanks. Um, so at the moment, um, Facebook, if you type in the search Discovery Workshop and Play Party, then our Facebook public page will come up okay. as well as all of the events that we run. Um, our website is under construction, so that okay. should be done within the next few weeks, which is very exciting because we're becoming more and more, you know, like permanent, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. Um, so, yeah, Facebook is the best way. But my name is Helena May, um, and I can be found on Facebook. Um, and uh, my website is um, com. And people can contact you and you're happy to sort of communicate and have conversations yeah. through there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And also Roger Barnett, he runs so many fantastic little workshops and his company is Curious Creatures. Curious Creatures, a, okay. Yeah, which is such a lovely name. And you can find out about Discovery through the Curious Creatures page as well. Okay, that's great. So 
anybody's interested to find out a little bit more, go and have a look um, and contact Helena May through Facebook or have a look for the Discovery Facebook page um, and have a little bit of a chat and a bit of an explore and open your mind to what sort of things you would like to play with in life. Thank you so much, Helena. We really appreciate you coming on and and sharing with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the moment. This is the moment. Miraculous activist activity. Imagine this activist activity. The fifth annual Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair will bring together an exciting range of independent booksellers, zinesters and activist groups. The book fair showcases more than 40 stalls and a program of workshops. Come along to celebrate books, pamphlets and zines, including radical fiction, the anarchist classics and cutting-edge radical writers from around the world. It's a great opportunity to be introduced to new ideas, to challenge your thinking and to network with like-minded folks. It's free and we also provide free childcare. It's all happening at the Abbotsford Convent on Saturday, August 8th from 10am till 6pm and with an after-party in a squatted space late into the night. Find out more at www.amelbournebookfair.org or find us on Facebook. The Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair, because another world is possible. The Anarchist Book Fair is a 3CR supporter. Okay, thank you so much um, to Helena May for that amazing interview. It was a little long, but we had such a good time. And such a lot of stuff to say. So much to say. I could have talked to her all day. You are listening to 3CR. We are nearly out of the studio. This is Sheridan and Liz on the Squatters and Unwaged Workers Airwaves. Mafalda are waiting in the wings. But in a few more minutes, we just want to tell you about a few more events that are coming up. Mm, So we've... We've uh, already mentioned, and as you've heard, it's the Anarchist Book Fair on tomorrow. It's a free event at the Abbotsford Convent. Loads of stalls, loads of workshops. Kid space. Lots of different things to try and lots of things to buy as well. So um, amazing books as well. So go and share some ideas and um, have a chat to people there. Uh, Also wanted to just make everyone aware of the annual Slut Walk fundraising event is on again. So it's actually called Slut Tea. That's pretty oh. cute. S-L-U-T-T-E-A. So it's a fete, it's a market, it's a concert, it's a beauty parlour. It's everything you want in one awesome place. Um, so a gold coin donation is all it costs to get into the door and it's being held at the Bella Union at Trades Hall. And that's happening on the um, Saturday, the August the 15th from 12pm to 5pm. Um, and there's going to be feminist arts and crafts and yeah. a games table. Lots of games. It says games and geekiness. Ooh. So as well as vegan and vegetarian options um, and gluten-free and nut-free options as well for afternoon tea. Something for everyone. Absolutely. And that's all just going to raise money for the next Melbourne Slut Walk. Amazing. On Sunday, um, because we know everyone's going to the Anarchist Book Round Saturday, but if you're looking for something to do on Sunday, you could join the Red Umbrella Rally, part of the Festival of Sex Work for 2015. The Vixen Collective and Scarlet Alliance Australian Sex Workers Association are calling for everyone to support them to decriminalise sex work. You may bring a red umbrella and we're red in solidarity. And the event starts at 12 o'clock at the State Library in Melbourne, which is 328 Swanson Street. 
Um, you can find out more at www.festivalofsexwork.blogspot.com.au where there's also a safer spaces policy and some information about non-sex workers being respectful and supportive of that space. Good. More education. Yes. That's what we like. Um, so Mafalda's coming up next. Uh, we will be back on the first Friday of uh, next month and we look forward to to speaking with you then. Yes, but the Squatters and Unwaged Workers Airwaves is on every Friday from 5.30 till 6.30. And thank you for supporting us in the Radiothon that we was held in the middle that. of the year. We did. Um, we've nearly reached our target. There's been a few more pledges of donations mm-hmm. coming in, but in case you're listening and you did intend to donate to our show to help us reach our target to keep the station on air for another year, please don't forget that you can still pay that anytime and you can do that online on the 3CR website or you can come into the station, which is at 21 Smith Street. I believe. It is, you're right. It is good. That's where we're sitting. Yes. Um, So, yes, please remember to do that. And thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who did support us for that. We are so grateful. We are. We're going to go out with another Reprovets track just before Mafalda come in. And um, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in today. And we will talk to you next month. This song is called Rebel Heather um, by the Reprobets. You're on 3CR. The jacket and long hair That boy's going nowhere 